0: Yeah, do you want to say anything for the kids? Why we're doing this? The kids? What kids? The kids, our kids. The kids of the parish? The you parish? refer to the parish as like, hey, we're fathers. We, You know, <laughs> the kids. Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> um, um, do I have anything to say to them? Yeah. So, this podcast is about um, us talking to each other and talking to the people because we can't, we're not allowed to talk to them. Yeah, because of the virus. Yeah, so here, this is a a letter to priests by John Paul II. He says, Dear brothers, you who have borne the burden of the day in the heat, who have put your hand to the plow and do not turn back, and perhaps even more those of you who are doubtful of the meaning of your vocation or of the value of your service. Think of the places where people anxiously await a priest, and where for many years, feeling the lack of such a priest, they do not cease to hope for his presence. Sometimes it happens that they might meet in an abandoned shrine and place on the altar a stole which they still keep, and recite all the prayers prayers of the Eucharistic liturgy. And then, at the moment that corresponds to the transubstantiation A deep silence comes down upon them, a silence sometimes broken by a sob. So ardently do they desire to hear the words that only the lips of a priest can efficaciously utter. Wow! So much do they desire Eucharistic Communion in which they can share only through the ministry of a priest, just as they also so eagerly wait to hear the divine words of pardon. Ego te absolvo a peccatius tuis.
0: Well, that's a perfect passage.
1: Oh my Man. A lot of these letters are about telling that the, that the priest's primary job is to proclaim the gospel to the people. Mm-hmm. And if he's not able to be with the people, if part of him is like dying. Any thoughts?
0: Yeah, Um, that, I think, describes the people's longing for the Eucharist, and kind of, it helps enable us to remember, like, yeah, that we are for the people. You know the story of, like, Japan, like, in, what was it? I think it was, like, the 1850s that Catholicism was completely banned, any kind of Christianity was banned and for about 250 years but people who uh, were completely on fire for Christ um, kept the faith going like this group of like 20 or 30 people um, that passed it on for like for 250 years Um, and they kept it going without the sacraments the only sacraments they had was baptism and then marriage um, because they didn't have a priest uh, but, but they could, oh, they could baptize, right? Yeah. Baptism by desire you or something. Can baptize, well, and by another person. Like, anyone could baptize.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Boom!
0: And uh, and then marriage, because marriage the is a sacrament between, hmm. like, the officiants of a sacrament yeah, is between... is the couple. I don't know if there has to, anything to do with, like, the church needing to bless or witness to the marriage. On behalf of a priest or deacon. But I'm pretty sure, like, they did marriage and baptism, but they didn't have the Eucharist because no priest. They didn't have confession because no priest, no anointing. Uh, no. And so the first the first priest, he was a French guy, his name was like Petit Jean or something like that. And he came uh, and knew about this secret Catholic community of like 15, 20 people. Um, when he met them, the community was skeptical that he was an actual priest, so they asked him three questions.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is in Dolan's book, Priests um, okay. for the Third Millennium.
0: Yeah, they asked him three questions. One was like, are you celibate? Or are you married? Um, uh, the uh, uh, That was the last one. Oh, was, was that, that was that the last one? one.
1: The first one was who do you, who, what do you do when you go into a church? Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, and then he showed him the genuflection,
0: and then one was about the Holy Father, like who do you yeah, where does your where does your, your leader yeah, live? who's your leader, and he's and like what no. does he wear or whatever something like that, like the man in white, um, and yeah. then all that, and then they, uh, and then he no 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 w- what about Mary? Do you remember the Mary one? I think
1: it was four questions.
0: Okay, well he asked him to show them a statue of Mary of Saint Mary,
1: right? I mean this is two different okay, stories. Okay, maybe I don't know. But Dolan says that does your does your lead. Li- does your God have a mother? Yeah, and then the priest is like, "Yes, and her name is Mary." Yeah, like okay. gasp, right? And, yeah,
0: and then so like <laughs> then the they are able to receive the Eucharist for the first time in two hundred and fifty years because mm-hmm. they have mass, um, and so like in this time of yeah, in the in this time of quarantine, what is this day two of quarantine? We can survive without the Eucharist, um, it's possible, but it will deepen our longing for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And hopefully, it will deepen the longing of our whole parish. This
1: could be a great opportunity in which our hearts grow deeper with longing for the Eucharist longing to be a part of a community worshiping God together instead of just like in your home by yourself. The, The line that touches me here most in this reflection is, at the moment that corresponds to the transubstantiation, a deep silence comes down upon them, a silence sometimes broken by a sob.
0: What is, what is the phrase uh, in, at least I remember studying this in sacramental theology, God is bound by the sacraments, but he's not like bound to the sacraments or something like that. That Jesus like in the sacraments, when the priest performs the sacraments, He's bound by what the priest says. If the priest says, "This is my body, this is my blood," he does it. He obeys the priest. Um, mm-hmm. However, like G- God is not, he's not bound to them, that he works outside of the sacraments too. and like, that's why I think encouraging the faithful to like make a spiritual communion to be able to say, "No, Jesus, I can't receive you in the Eucharist now, but to, I I desire to receive you." um into my heart in this moment
1: that Jesus doesn't abandon us there as well. I actually never heard that phrase or that phrase put together. I've heard that God is not bound by the sacraments. But
0: he he is bound to the sacraments, but he's not bound by the sacraments. Yeah. I think that's the phrase. That yeah, in the sacraments he is he is bound by it. Yeah. So for anyone who's listening, like anyone. Look, look anyone, all all of the Park Ridgians, uh <laughs> If you, like, you can look up on Google, just, like, type in Catholic um, spiritual communion prayer. Um, And because we cannot receive the Eucharist right now, um, that we can still make a spiritual communion. And it can be as efficacious if it's truly in in your heart and you
1: desire it and you desire our Lord. So, I memorized the spiritual communion when I was, like, in... CCD when I was a kid how's it go? It's short a lot of them are longer like so St. Alphonsus Liguori has this famous one but this one's short and I don't know if it was the saint who said it or if it was in one of the books but it goes on. I wish my Lord to receive you with the purity humility and devotion with which your most holy mother received you with the spirit and fervor of the Saints. It's awesome.
0: Cool beans. All right. Good cool job. beans. We'll be trying to do this every every day just to reflect on the gospel or just to share some words, just to know that you are not abandoned. <laughs> you are loved, even though we can't come together in Mass or in the church or do anything because of corona. But, uh, Yeah.
1: seat quarantined is a Mary seat of wisdom dynamic original podcast